Yeah. Let's get it, man. What's going on? Been on a high hatest in this ball. <laughs> right. Man, feel good to be back, man. What's good with you, though, man? Talk to us a little bit about what your, your, your latest adventure, my guy. <laughs> been absentee from Wisconsin. Been uh, cloud hopping <laughs> in this piece. Right. I was in Tampa Bay uh, two weekends ago. Went out there to check out my guy, D. Shout out to my guy, D. And down the red carpet for your boy when I got out there, you know what I'm saying? Making sure everything was taken care of. Didn't have to worry about nothing, you know what I'm saying? Great hospitality, had a good time, good food, good little situations, little vibes, you know what I'm saying? Actually had a good time just to get away from Wisconsin. So that was nice, you know what I'm saying? Got back, was exhausted because you know how it is when you're out of time with your guys and y'all kicking it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Back, have to wrap up. Work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then Thursday. I was off to Phoenix, Arizona. Just got back from there Wednesday. Shout out to my sister Valerie. Uh, she works with a company, and if you know they lay out the red carpet, if you you put you you produce numbers and you bring bring business in. That's that so president's she, club, she baby. <laughs> in president's club, she was rewarded. She got to bring somebody for free. Um, they pay for everything: stay, flight. Um, you got an allowance while you was at the room. Wow! Also, all the events are mostly oh, taken care of. <laughs> Absolutely. And then uh went golfing twice because you get to pick two events uh oh, that you wow, want to do. I know they have some crazy golf courses the out day. there. That motherfucker was lush, huh? A resort was fire. Like the one on a uh resort was fire, but the one that they took us to uh the second day was the one that the NCAA championship is gonna be held <laughs> at in two weeks. So Stop it was fire, man. Like, I didn't do well. I ain't played too well the first round. But the, you know what I'm saying, the first round, the first day, but the second day, I was kind of killing it. I was hitting my drives. I was doing what I need to do. So, wow. man, it was a good time, man. So, definitely shout out to my sisters for inviting me for that. I'm proud of the moves that she's making career-wise and um, kind of moving up in the company as far as getting raises and doing what she needs to do to produce. But it definitely was a good time, man. That's what's up, man. That's awesome. Always good to hear. You know, when when, when folks get to move around, get out, do something very different than the, than, than what we used to doing, man. That's how you know. That's how we grow. That's how we move forward, man. But that's what's up. That's super dope, man. I'm glad it was absolutely an event for you. While you was at <clears> home, <throat> your whole generation was here. <laughs> Y'all whole motherfucking family <laughs> tree was up in this motherfucker on uh, Saturday, so it was good to see them. Yeah, I saw that up. and that. that was one of the reasons I was kind of hesitant to, you know, saying going to trip, but I know it would have been it was important for me to go and, and support right. her during that big moment in her career. So, I mean, it worked out. We was able to talk to her family members that weekend too um, while they were there, and also on Sunday to check in to see how everybody was doing. So, That's it'll be so. hopefully we get that opportunity. You know, for us, it ain't that often that we're able to get together. So mm -hmm. when it do no, happen, no, and and, and it wasn't Thanksgiving or Christmas. And, you know, it wasn't one right. of them, you know, cliche holidays. So, shout out to y'all for being able to pull that together, make it happen, and, you know, enjoy that family time, man. Because, I mean, everybody, no, don't nobody know. For, well, they always say tomorrow's never promised. That's cheesy. But don't nobody know when they leave in this motherfucker. So, <laughs> visit you as often as you can. I mean, and we, and we understand that it's family members that we got right now that the health is in question. So, Correct. we got to make sure that we protect in those situations as far as privacy-wise, but at the end of the day, also making sure we spend time 
with those individuals. So we're not putting ourselves in a predicament to be saying things like, oh, I should have spent more time. Yeah, I, I should have done this. Yeah. yeah. But I hear you just make sure make sure it happened because we've all been in that situation to where we felt like shit afterwards because we didn't make the moves we were supposed to to get there to see them. So Correct. definitely got to get that family time in when you can. I mean, we all we all getting older, uh, you know, more seasoned. So when you get that opportunity to get that family time in, you definitely got to take advantage of that. That's what's up, man. So what's this? This episode 69, right? I think it's 70. Oh, my that. God. 69 was last week. Yep, or the right. week before. So, and so we up at 70 right now. So wow, y'all. All listeners, welcome to the Push Positive podcast, episode 70. Sorry we missed y'all last week. We are just kind of running around making some things happen, and we weren't able to make it happen with our schedules, but... Welcome to the uh, episode. Uh, welcome all the new listeners, all the old listeners, and all our day ones. Yeah. We're back in here. We're gonna get into it. But you know, what you what you do this uh, past weekend and weekend before? Um, it was Tyson's birthday, man. It was Tyson's birthday uh, on Saturday, so I went over there. Really, just spent some time with him, chopped it up, man. Had a real man to man conversation with my guy. He turned nineteen, man, and it's just certain things. You know, as a dad, that you want to instill and install in your in your son. He's my only son too. Well, not no more. He's my right, <laughs> but uh, he's my oldest son. Oldest, but yeah, man. <clears throat> um, we we really chopped it up. Got to actually sit down and talk to his girl for a little bit, which I never thought I'd be able to do because she she's not the most social person. She really don't even talk. <laughs> but uh, I did get to have a conversation right. with her and kind of get an idea of what her goals and her future looks like for her because prom is coming up and all that kind of stuff. So it was just good to really spend some time with him, man. Shot him a little bit of money. I went over there, made uh, mimosas and, and French toast and Chandel was there and uh, Stephanie was even there for a little bit. So it was cool. You know, it was a real it was a real unique experience because one of the things that me and Tyson usually do on his birthday is we go to some high-end restaurant he a steak kind of guy. He always wanted to get a steak. But he was just saying, like, how, you know, he appreciated the fact that, you know, I was over there cooking and spending time and that type of stuff. So it, it was pretty smooth, man. And uh, other than that, man, you know, I always be trying to get out and do a little bit in the city. So, you know, I did, uh, you know, I went out there. Um, I had an- I did another stand-up comedy uh, act um, recently. So that was – I was okay. it was cool. That was, that was fun. It was good to get up there a second time because, you know, the first time you got the – the, the rookie jitters, you know, you pop your cherry, but the second time, it was, it was definitely live. Uh, unfortunately for me, the guys that went up before me was not funny, so I basically had to try to bring the crowd back in and rope them, <laughs> wake their ass up. <laughs> so it was cool. It was cool. Right. And, you know, got compliments. It actually got paid this time because uh, it was supposed to be like an amateur night type deal, but, you know, when you when you, when you right. you know kind of do your thing, they, they want to show appreciation, but Man, it was fun, man. Been a lot of, a nice couple of weekends, man, and look forward to this one too. So that's what's up, man. So we both been adventuring a bit and getting some popping with doing, the family, doing a little something, yeah, some positive thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's what's up, man. We definitely anytime, like you said, anytime you get an opportunity to do something different that you always wanted to do, and venture off into that land, that's always something positive. So. Congratulations on that move, my guy. That's what's up, man. Let's get into this work, man. Oh, for sure. So, you know, uh, well, if you don't know, now you know. We like to typically start out with some black ex- uh, I want to give a big shout-out to Texas rapper Slim Thug for graduating from Texas man. State University. Man, that's some shit, Congratulations bro. to my brother. Absolutely. Man, he said it took him, like, uh, 11 Absolutely. years or some shit. <laughs> 
but he got it right. done. He got it done. That's all that matters, right. man. And so. you 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 don't hear about it often about rappers going back to finish education or you know getting oh, a degree no. or just figuring out something that they into. You hear it every once in a while, but you don't hear it too often. It's not common to hear that in the rap industry. So definitely big shout out to Slim Thug for doing so. Yeah, because that's the thing. His story is remarkable, man, because he actually was one of them Texas legend kind of guys. So before we even knew who he was, he was a Texas legend. He already had money. So for him to go back and graduate despite right. the fact that he already had the green, he already had property and stuff like that, it was really just a, a matter of principle for him. So shout out to him for, for getting that done, man. I think that's dope. Absolutely. And staying on that line of education, I want to give a big shout out to Chicago teenager who earned the highest score possible on the ACT. Goddamn. The first student <laughs> at his school to do so. Shout out to Mario Hoover, 11th grader. Um, he's the first person in Providence St. Mel School to score 36 on a standardized test for college admission. So, wow. Shout out to Mario Hoover. You don't hear that too often. Um, he's also a gifted musician and has a 3.9 GPA while taking advanced courses. So, and you know, advanced courses is weighted different. So, man, uh, definitely shout out to, to that young man. Man, that's awesome. That's crazy, man. You don't hear that. Like, you don't hear motherfucker getting a perfect score on the ACT or the SATs no more. Like yeah. that ain't even a thing. It used to be. You know, it, <laughs> right, and I know we missed some time, and, and in the process of doing so, there was also a that scored a thirty six as well. But wow. I didn't catch the student name because like we had already the information that we had for the podcast this week. But I did, I forgot to write it down. But shout out to whoever that individual was because it's probably mm-hmm. only one of you. So whoever right. it is, you know who we're talking about. You know you, you know you did it. Thirty six on this score in Wisconsin somewhere. <laughs> See, it's only you, so you standing out for sure. Damn, that's what's up, man. So, I mean, it, it's just been one of those one of those things where education we talk about a lot on this program, but. Uh, it's always nice to see um, people from our community making it happen. So, right. thirty-six, and it ain't easy. And we, and when we it's can not highlight something that happens every day. When we have opportunity to highlight something like that on our platform, man, we, we, it's our, it's our duty to do that. So, shout out and, and keep up the good work, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to get to some current events. Uh, I know we talked about this on a podcast before, but they, they actually just signed in it into law, which is the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill, yes, sir. Uh, which was assigned into law and it carries an automatic 30-year sentence. Uh, the white supremacists are heated and they are losing their retaliation <laughs> on this bill. <laughs> they, are reta- they are plotting retaliation on this bill as we speak and if you right. think they're just going to lay down, you sleep. because Just because it's law now don't mean that they got to follow laws. It was supposed to be laws in a place to protect us many moons ago and we see how that turned out for our community. So, Always pay attention when things like that happen because typically there's some kind of retaliation uh, in response to that, and we see it too often. So just make sure you stay in, stay in woke on that situation. Bad, bad, bad. And it also it, it's it's just not it's just not for lynching. It's it's for any it's other hate crime. crime that yeah, can it's, be, hate, it's hate be, crime. Yeah, yeah, any hate crime, and they if they prove it, you can get that thirty years automatic. Um, so also wanted to give a big shout out to Katanji Brown. Uh, hey, congratulations. Her, absolutely. For her being voted in. It was a very narrow vote. Yeah. Why? She almost didn't get in. <laughs> 57 to 63. Very narrow vote. <laughs> and, and guess what? 
and it was exactly who we thought it was going to be. Man, hey, nice. Republicans was going to be on when they did this. That at the end of the day, and the crazy thing that when I was listening to their responses on why they wouldn't vote for, <laughs> it was all positive stuff that they was talking about. Yeah, they would literally they would literally say five minutes worth of positive shit, no negatives, <laughs> but then say, "But I can't support her," and my yeah. vote would be no. <laughs> Like, Can God. you imagine if somebody lists off all of your positive accomplishments Back in life? <laughs> Graduated, you've been through this, you've been through that. You're an amazing man. You're an amazing father. You're a great employee. You're the best person we've ever seen in our life. We look forward to having you on our team. But, but my I can't vote is no. <laughs> I can't support you. <laughs> That's fucked up, though. But I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. And And to me personally, <laughs> Anytime you see that, you have to know that they scared she can do. And it's crazy. The only, the only if other time. If she's bold enough. Exactly. If she's bold enough to do it, which I don't think it'll be that bold and in your face. Right. But they, the time you see them reacting that way, it's something to it. See, I'm telling right? you. So you know the power that she will hold when she's in that office. And that's why they, they wanted her out of there. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know what I'm saying, there was only three Republicans that voted yes and two independent. Yep. And that's how yep. they changed that's the That's the only difference. That was the only difference. <laughs> it was a six, it was a six person uh margin. Or five, yeah, six person margin. So I mean the only other in it's it's, that, it, it's 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 crazy. The only other vote in history that has been that close was with uh when Clarence Thomas was uh becoming a, a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> so I ain't saying I ain't saying it's black people. They had, people had reasons for not wanting to uh, vote for dude because he had like uh sexual harassment scandals and stuff like that. I get that. But damn bro, for them to be saying all that positive stuff and all her, her resume is impeccable and everything she brings to the table and to still have it that close, we can't get we can't have shit, bro. <laughs> like golly. They 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 and no that just lets you know that they're doing their best to hold on to whatever power they have left and to extend whatever power they got right now because it's looking slim for them. Right. And every opportunity we get to put somebody in a place like that, that know that 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 encourages other people to go for those positions. Yeah, to believe you could do it, right. Don't want. Mm-mm, they don't they want that don't positive want that. thinking. <laughs> positive thinking and wishing. Absolutely not. Dreaming. <laughs> so, I mean, definitely shout out to her. I know she had to sit through this whole time waiting Bullshit. to see if she was going to be confirmed or not, but they they absolutely they absolutely was trying to make sure that right. and I I knew we knew it was going to happen. We saw the questioning that they was giving her when they had to go through the rounds of questioning and the days that they had her sit through all of that foolishness. We knew what they was tr- going to try to do. Man, they was trying. They was trying, bro. <laughs> right. Wow. And, and, and sad to see that. Even with all that positivity that she can bring to to the seat, that they still didn't want her in there, and they really didn't have. And this is what it always it always put me in a bad position or bad bad, bad mindset to be thinking that mm-hmm. even no matter how good you are, what you do, it's still people and individuals in place that because of the, the color of your skin. They don't They'll be against you. you. They'll be against and you. They right? don't want you in whatever position that you're in. They're gonna That's be crazy. against you no matter what. And it, it and this is this is proof positive that that happens still. 
for all you individuals that talk about racism don't exist and people just like, nah, I ain't trying to hear all that. For the reason that they didn't want her office was what? I'll wait. Because yeah, I didn't hear a whole lot of reasons why nobody, they really didn't want her office. Yeah, nobody really said no negative stuff or really no, nobody really had a real um, precedented thing that they was bringing up to say she's going to get 57 negative votes. Nobody said that, bro. No, they, they had no evidence for her to receive that many negative votes, man. And it's just fucked up to think that that's what's going on in our government. Yeah, and and the things that they did try to make negative, it was all debunked. Yeah, and it was stuff that they made up on their own and narratives that they was trying to push. Mm-hmm. But when she answered them and debunked the shit that they was talking about. <laughs> Then it was quiet with the negativity because they didn't have nothing else to say. We're like, oh, shit, she didn't fall into that trap. Damn, we really ain't got nothing else. <laughs> right. But I'm just going to still vote no for it. And to me personally, when I see something like that, you can't tell me this ain't got nothing to do with the color of her skin. Right. Right. They tried to hide behind critical race theory. They tried to hide behind some other bullshit that they was questioning her own. All of the things that they was trying to, you know what I'm saying, hide behind. And this is where you got to pay attention are realizing that some of these individuals is playing out races and they'll try to hide behind other things that they really want to say because they, they know they can't technically come out and say, we ain't fucking with you because you're black. Right. <laughs> they know they can't technically as, say As that. much as they but, want to, they can't. But they, they'll they say it in a roundabout way. Right. Because right. They, they still got that, they still hold power in certain positions in certain places in in United States that, that allows them to do so. But at the end of the day, I'm glad she's in. That would have if she didn't get in and then get confirmed that'd be that'd just be nuts right but i'm glad she's in shout out to her for you know what i'm saying keeping a poker face i know some of us wouldn't have been able to stand and deal with that allowing <laughs> somebody to criticize you like that and talk about you in a way openly and, i mean even if it's negative mm-hmm. or, i mean even if it's not true right it don't even gotta be true they can just make their own narrative and you got to sit there and kind of deal with it and answer that foolishness so she handled it well. Uh, I look forward to seeing what kind of moves she going to make. Now, we've been here before with Thomas, and we yeah. see where he's at. Mm-hmm. Again, hopefully she stands strong to who she who she is, um, her background, um, and she made her proud and her parents proud and, and her kids proud. Hopefully so, because we was kind of like this when he, Clarence Thomas got in. Yeah. We was all happy. Yeah. And until later, we found out that he was rocking with the other side too. <laughs> like, bro, under, you know, you know they try to prevent brother. you from getting in, right? Right. You know they, you know, you, you know got they the try to prevent you from getting in. You got the slimmest margin of victory ever in the Supreme Court. You know that, right? <laughs> like you barely it's made it crazy. in. Nigga. You got a D minus, nigga. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, her and him fit the narrative they expect from a person of color. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. not too bold, not too flashy, not too outlandish. With you know, what I'm saying, saying you know, protecting their race, right, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. and they're both married outside their race, which yep. it is what it is. But if you if you look in from their perspective on what they would see as an ideal, if I had to pick a black person, it would be that person. What would it look like? <laughs> it would be them. It would look like these situations, right? So, right. But, and, but you can still see, even if that's something they would they honor. You still barely. <laughs> still the one, man. So it's it's just crazy. It's crazy to see that, man. So I, I hope it works out well. 
Um, and it turns out to be something that that we can actually hang our hat on and say, okay, that was actually going to benefit the people and for the betterment of all people, because we know the betterment of our community also equals the betterment of all people. And I know it's hard for other people to see that. And the racist people will never see that. Mm-hmm. But those who are progressive and those who understand that it's better to have, you are the sum of the lowest people in your in your nation or in your community. Yeah. Plain and simple. I know yep. people don't like to hear that. But you but that's are. That's exactly that, what it is. That is. It is. Mm-hmm. So definitely shout out to her. I also want to say that uh, the Louisiana Supreme Court is attempting to allow a lawsuit to hold organizers and protesters to be held liable as a way to spark fear and prevent effective protests. Right. So they came up with this law and what they're doing is they're trying to go after organizers. They went after a black organizer that wasn't even an organizer of an event, arrested him, charged him with felonies. And now they got a lawsuit going on trying to sue him right now. And they, the, the crazy thing about it, man, is that they're trying to do a minimum amount. So they they right. they trying to basically say, if you get convicted of this or if you that you got to pay at least what is, is I think I was looking at it I think it's at least ten grand or something like is the the minimum amount that you would be charged in the fines and re, uh what do they call uh fines and uh uh and what do they call repercussions oh, I, I can't remember the word they use but fines and stuff like that ten thousand is the minimum that's the least so if you kick over a garbage can. <laughs> Nigga, we want ten thousand for that garbage can. Ain't that crazy, though, bro? Like, yes, that's, and, and and you know what? Again, all of this is supposed to be protected under First Amendment rights, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But again, we go back to this conversation of the amendments only apply to certain people. Wow, those amendments weren't made with us in mind, and they wow. keep reminding us every time there's an opportunity for them to remind us that when we made these. This one in. This yeah, ain't that crazy? When you say it like that, when you, now listeners, now he just hit us with something heavy. So, so we all living under this constitution, right? Right now, today. But when that constitution was written, like Pro just said, we was three fifths of a person at the time, so it wasn't supposed to be applicable to us. So that's why they got to keep trying to change shit and add new laws and revisions and uh, amend uh, addendums and all this type of shit. Because they're like, hold on, <laughs> we didn't mean y'all. That's crazy, right. y'all. That's crazy. And and the laws and the constitutions have always been been misused against our community and our people, mm-hmm. and we already know that. And we've been seeing it from time and time and example and example over and over again. Like we talked about in the last podcast, they made it illegal in certain states to run over protesters without being charged. So you yeah. can literally pile a motherfucker down protest if you want to. With yeah. no charge because yeah. now it's, it's legal. Because they was in the right. way. You could say they were in the Shit way. like that. Right. That's wild. And that's, that's wild, just, that, that, to me, that's just nutty, man. But also uh, saw a story out of uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin that had me tripping because, you know, I back in the days was definitely into uh, going roller skating and trying to hit up all the different roller rinks. But I found out <laughs> it was a, uh, a, a roller rink in Waukesha that's facing backlash after conversating with some uh, some teenagers and based off where they lived at, they were saying that the teens, if you are from Chicago, you are not allowed to be at that skating rink. Oh, wow. And obviously it hit social media 
and it got all over the place. Um, the parents of some of the kids that was kicked out and told that they couldn't be there. They actually went on, talked to the news in that local area, also put it on their social media. So now they're facing backlash right now because obviously every last one of the kids that they said couldn't be there was black kids. Right. So, and they just right. happened to be from Chicago. So they facing some backlash for a while. I would like to follow. I'll hopefully I hear more about it, but to, you know, stories like that, typically they get covered for a little bit, but then they kind of fade away because they definitely don't want to see that gaining no legs. And for individuals, you know that happens quite often too in, in certain establishments. Right, and for individuals that may not be um, abreast to the situation as far as Walkershaw and Walkershaw County, Walkershaw is a suburb of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee is the second largest black population in the state. So basically, what they're doing is with Walkershaw being a suburb, they're basically saying, "Hey, we know y'all close enough to get here." But we don't want y'all in this motherfucker. Basically, is what's happening, you know. So yeah, that's right. It was Milwaukee. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, Chicago. I said Chicago. My yeah. bad on the air. But yeah, man, that's that's crazy. And I, I thought about it. I'm like, eh, y'all tweaking with that. That's wild, bro. It's, like <laughs> it's, it's a private, it's privately owned business, and you can refuse service to people. Service. But you know how it is nowadays. Yeah, you can re- you can refuse that service, but what comes with it? Yeah, because for whatever reason you may be refusing that service. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're refusing it for what reason? You say it's because of the area, but I think it has a little bit more to do with who it is that's coming from that area. Um, I also want to make somebody famous real quick. We're gonna okay. make Lieutenant uh what's his name? Sergeant Christopher Pulleys, Pulleys yep. the Sunrise Police Department in Florida. Make his ass famous. Like he was, uh, he had somebody that he was detaining. He was being verbally and physically abusive towards the dude and during the arrest. So his fellow officer attempted to de escalate the situation and try to grab him off the dude. Do you know this fool turned around and grabbed her by her throat? Wow. And choked her, <laughs> was choking her. Wow. <laughs> and it's all on the cam, it's all on their cams, right? But they erased the footage. What? Somebody erased the footage. Somebody erased the footage and I was able to get it anyways. Bro, we can't Due to win, this lady nah. coming out and actually saying something. Due to this lady coming out and actually saying something to his officer that he choked. And while he was yelling at this dude, you can clearly hear he was on some straight Mortal Kombat type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Tell him something. He gonna take dude's soul's body and say, like, what remove his soul from his body? Why? Like why? Dude why was like, what was the? What was the? Was it a routine traffic stop? What was he pulling the nigga over for? Did it was an. Somebody? It was an arrest. The dude. The dude committed a, a, a petty theft or something like that and was getting arrested. <laughs> which all right, <laughs> right? But fam, because prior to him getting there, the guy was you know what I'm saying being you know what I'm saying resistant to the other officers. When so when he got there, he goes he was gonna let him know snatch. Body, he said. He said to him, and you can hear it wow, loudly on, on the camera. He's cussing the shit out. Of, he was he was cussing him out, doing all that. You know what I'm saying? It was rah So definitely, and he, obviously he's suspended right now. But see, this is the kind of shit that pisses me off. Why is he suspended? Why did you? Yeah, why he even got a job? And like, why he still got a it's, job? Why is like, he? He should be fired immediately. But here's the deal: they always get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but we don't, point, the the should... we don't want you behind the badge. We don't want you behind the badge after this behavior, though. Like the suspension, the Absolutely. therapy, and whatever. 
We don't want you behind the badge, dog. To me, this is where it's time for the other officers to start standing up like, look, y'all motherfuckers that's doing nasty shit, y'all not going to keep making us look bad. Yeah, y'all going to make a bad name for all of us. I got to deal with it. I got to deal with the backlash of it. Every officer on that force now got to deal with, hey, did y'all, was that sergeant, y'all sergeant that was choking the leg? Was that your guy? That was like your, your guy? Your coworker? Right. Like, so it's it's just, to me, until they stand up and start saying something, saying we're not going to tolerate it from within the group, it's going to be hard to out anybody that's in the group, especially with their blue shield that they all at any given time protected. And, and kudos to the to the officer that was trying to de-escalate the situation and put right. him off and trying to help him out. Help him save himself. Right. See, here's the deal. <laughs> Trying to if save you from you. Understands that absolutely. If he understands that there ain't gonna be no consequence for it, and the only thing he's gonna get is a su- suspension for right now, why wouldn't he choke her and continue to do what he was doing to do? <laughs> right. What? What's the y'all gonna suspend me? All right, cool. So I'll what? take that. And suspension with pay. So suspension with pay, I'm sure. All right, come on, dog. It's, it's just too much, man. It's, it's When you see a situation like that, I just think he should have been fired off top. I don't need no investigation. I've seen what you did. If you a supervisor <laughs> at your job and one of your employees tried to tell you not to do something or was trying to advise you on something like, yeah, let's not engage and blah, blah, and you turned around and grabbed her by your throat, Choke me. not only would you be fired, <laughs> not only would you be fired, you'd be in jail right now. Pressing charges. And I'm pressing charges. That, but Absolutely. Like, so it's just a nasty situation all around. So, again, Sergeant Christopher Pulleys from the Sunrise Police, you famous now. Did what you did. It's all over the internet. We recognize it and we want you gone. It's people like you that make a bad name for other people and other officers. Yes. uh, Especially in that community. Uh, So, you need to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Right. That's out there. Uh, That's uh, very close to Orlando, uh, Winter Haven, all those areas down there in. Mid, mid, mid Florida. So, uh, if y'all, if y'all see these motherfuckers out there in sunrise, well, he he's suspended right now, you know. But one of the things I always tell people, and I hope y'all went out and voted last Tuesday. Uh, but one of the things I always tell people is, if you write or email your local uh, uh police departments, your local alder people, your local uh, uh, your local representatives in those areas, and let them know what's going on, say exactly what Prozer said. Send a letter saying why is this individual suspended. Why, why are we still allowing him to, to, to grace our badge? To, to, why are we still allowing him to protect and serve in a city where he clearly doesn't want to do that? Why are we doing that? You got to put pressure. You got to apply pressure. And the way you do that is through political contribution. The way you do that is sending out these letters, sending out these emails, sending out or making phone calls. You got to do something if you don't like it. You can't just sit back and watch it. Yeah, and when this situation is like they have their little meet and greets and they allow people mm-hmm. to and ask them questions, the questions that you should ask them. What would you do in this situation if this officer does this right. on your watch? What's your response? And don't yeah. let them pull, it, it shouldn't happen, and we're going to take every action possible. No, 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 no. What would you specifically do? I don't right. want to hear your political response on uh, skating around the question and getting out of it. No, what would you do? Because what it does is it puts them on the spot to let the officers know and the police department know what he's possibly going to be like. And guess the pressure from the other side? That's when shit happens. Yeah. That's when decisions start being made. It also lets them know that they're like, damn, this dude might not be on our side. We might not need to get you out of here. They're going to get you out of here. Yeah. (laughs) 
because you if you don't answer it correctly, they're going to be on your ass. And, and guess what? If you weren't my candidate, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> so right. when you get to go to those meet and greets, definitely have the questions that you won't ask. Don't allow them to skate around your question because they're very good at that. They'll answer your question without actually answering your question. Right. And they've been doing it for so long that most people that, that go to those things, they don't even realize that your question wasn't even answered because <laughs> they right. just so cold been doing it forever. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. So I know we I know we missed a lot uh, sports wise, um, but we definitely got to give a shout out to uh, Kansas for beating Carolina in the men's NCAA championship, along with um, South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, who blew out UConn. They didn't just beat them. They blew yeah. UConn out. Yeah. Shout out to the Gamecocks. Uh, shout out to their coach. Don uh, Staley. NBA player, uh, yeah. Don Staley. <laughs> yeah. That thing. So congratulations to them. And, and you know, they played with swagger. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked a little bit more pumped about the situation. They celebrated different. They swag mm-hmm. was just different in that game. And, it, yeah. and that that shout out to, you know what I'm saying, our players that know how to hold it down, not only hold they keep their swagger, but also be confident, not cocky, but confident enough to know that they're going to go in there and be the powerhouse. The odds were against them, and they beat those odds, and they took the championship. So definitely shout out to the Gamecocks. That was a big move on that side. And definitely shout out to Kansas. I thought North Carolina, y'all blew it. That's my squad. They gave it up. Shut up. They gave it go, up. Go they sit down. Go sit down. You know, they blew it. They blew they had, it. And shout out to Candace for not, not giving up. I did. Shout out to them because they definitely didn't give up. No, and they bounced back late in the game. But I did want to give a real quick shout out to Don Staley. Very, very crazy stat with her. Very unique individual. She the only female. To, and I don't even know if dudes have done this yet. But uh, she the only female to win a college championship, an NCAA championship, a WNBA uh-huh. championship, and a college championship as a coach. She's the as only person to ever do that. She's the only person to ever do that. Nice. Well, the only female. The only female. I don't know if guys done it or not, but they were saying, like, that's crazy. Right. Like, she just winning. She just winning on every level. Where you go at? <laughs> I'm, I'm winning in college. I'm winning in the WNBA, and I'm winning when I go back to college as a coach. <laughs> like, she's just winning on every level, man. So shout yeah. out to her, man. She still looks great for her age, man. And, and when, when, when she was playing in college, who would have thought this? You know, I, we was talking about – at the time right. she was hooping, we was talking about uh, Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird and all of us, Rebecca Lobo, all in one. She played with all of them. Right. She's the only one that able to hit the hat trick, the trifecta. So shout-out to Don Staley, man, and shout-out to the Gamecocks. Like Pro said, y'all, 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 y'all represented us well. I say that. When I say us, I mean the culture. I mean African-Americans. I mean folks that, that came from nothing. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have no super crazy recruiting class, though. I don't know if y'all know that. No. UConn is used to going to the championship. They they used to winning and going right. undefeated and shit like that. They beat them guys right. without even the same type of recruiting power that they had. So, man, shout out to the Gamecocks. They've been good, though. They've been good since Staley got over there. So, y'all better watch out. Yeah, and, and they back. So, look forward to seeing what they do next year and what that's going to do to their recruiting class. I'm sure it's going to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now they're going to hopefully they get be considered a powerhouse, and they keep that that went over there. Uh, they beat a monster in Geno. Yeah. Um, so hats off to them if they can contribute to taking down one of the greatest in the game to ever do it as far as coaching. Yeah. So 
You know, he got something ridiculous like 85,000 rings or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, most wins in college history ever. But yeah, yeah so I definitely got to go. So, I also want to give a, a big shout out to Kanye. Uh, what did he do? Uh, he tied the Grammy record with Jay Z with 24 Grammys. Yeah. And I heard that and I said, wait a minute. That fool got 24 grand. <laughs> so, so I'm looking so, at it like I was thinking the same thing, but what happened was on Jay Z's Blueprint 3 album, Jay Z got a Grammy, mm -hmm. but Kanye got two from that album because he produced the whole album. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. that's how that's how he was catching up with Jigga. It's because he was winning producing Grammys while. Or, or or and then later started getting artists uh, uh Grammys as an artist. So he already had five gotcha. as a producer. So nice. But that don't sound right though. That's crazy. <laughs> that don't sound right for him now. And maybe <laughs> maybe it's twenty four Grammy nominations. Maybe I read it wrong. But I hope I, I hope it's nominations. It in, in I hope it's like nominations. Twenty four Grammys. No, I hope it's nominations. That's just nuts. Twenty four. I'm like, fan, you would be. The king of all kings. Maybe it's Grammy nomination. Maybe I misread it right. I just read it wrong. I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> but definitely shout out. Either way. <laughs> I know he got a ton of Grammys. And I don't know if that's the actual. But I should probably look that up at some point and, and revisit that. Because I don't want to give somebody recognition that they actually didn't earn. But, or yeah. misquote or miseducate the people about how many Grammys those guys got. So. Shit, they got some nominations. Guys. They, got, they got a lot of nominations. So <laughs> either way, I'm sure. whether they got the Grammy or not, 24 nominations is a hell of a lot. So I'm definitely gonna find out after we I'm gonna try to put it into the next podcast when I find out what the actual number is. I also wanted to give a, a Epps for getting November 11th <laughs> um named after his uh day. Yeah, Michael Epps Day by the mayor of Indianapolis. You know, that's your, you know what I'm saying? That's Shout your out to land, Downtown. You know, we grew up out there. You know, we spent some time out there. Um, I thought it was crazy. I thought it was dope, man, that they would do that. Because usually the only people that get to do stuff like that is like, you know, motherfuckers you would read about in the history books and like old motherfuckers that's not right. relevant and ain't doing nothing no more. <laughs> the motherfuckers that flew across the ocean and shit like that in the first, first airplane. So shout out to Mike Epps for pulling that off. I know, like, all the guys and all the family that I got out there and that, we going to try to uh, organize something or do something crazy on that day, like, to try to start a tradition with it. So, I don't know. Like, I know uh, Tyron Harris. Shout out to T. Harris, uh, T. Harris Music Group. Um, I know he one of the guys out there pioneering uh, the movement to try to figure out what we're going to do. Now that we got a day for the guy, we got to make a day day for right. day day. We got to have a day for day day. <laughs> <laughs> and he was uh, actually, he just uh, taped a new special. Uh, on He got a new special on Netflix right now. That's fire. And the mayor was actually there. The mayor and it's one other person already? was there too. Is that right now? Yep. Oh, okay. I gotta check yep. it. Oh yeah, it says some uh so Mike, like, big Mike in Indianapolis or something like that. It's called. Yep. Okay, okay, cool. I'm gonna check it out. Yep, it's fire. Definitely gotta check it out. It's fire. So and they got the I think they got a state representative there and also the mayor. So he's getting up there too, man. So they actually he, came to it go. Mike Elf's yeah. getting up he there. Gave a shout out to him. They was all laughing, they was in the crowd. Yeah, I mean, as far as like uh, just his catalog and you know his 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 uh, power as a as a comedian, you know he getting up there, man. You know he started out his day day, but shit, he came a long way from there, man. So 
Shout out to Mike Evans, bro. Shout out to the Naptown for uh, having the wherewithal to put something like that in place, too. So, and he been originally building. Like, you know how some comedians, you can tell their material is written out. Yeah. You can't tell that with Mike Evans. No, he goofy, and then <laughs> You just, and it, that's just his natural personality. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You can just tell that it's not part of, you know what I'm saying, the show is first writing that way. I'm not saying he don't write, but I, I know for sure you just can't tell it when he's performing. It just looks natural when he do it. And, you know, you can kind of tell that he freestyle some, right. of the, some of the shit that he's doing up there. And shout out to Mike Epps. He's been one of my favorite comedians since he came out. Same. And rocking with him since. I've seen this progression from day one. I, first time was on back in the day on Def Comedy Jam. Uh, and I've been following him ever since. So he's definitely one of my faves. So big shout out to Mike Epps. Keep up the good work, my brother. We got you on the Push Positive Podcast. Yeah, well. I also wanted to uh, give my condolences to the family and loved ones of DMV rapper Gunu. Lost his life. Oh, yeah. Uh, but fam, I was like, I didn't even know if I wanted to really speak on this, but because <laughs> it's the dead, and you want to bring up no situation about the dead and, and just being disrespectful, and definitely 1000% no disrespect. But they had his home going at yeah. a club, at a club with him standing and up, they had this guy propped. <laughs> They had him propped up in the club. Wow. He and was I, standing up vertically, y'all. I, just like, rap. I, I don't know if y'all saw it. They got the video on TMZ. They had the guy standing up vertically in a club-type setting for his home going, for his funeral, y'all. Like, I know I get it. You know, you want to remember people a certain way. But when is too much, too much? Because when I saw it, I was like, that's 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 a lot. That's a lot. That's a little too much. You know? And it's crazy. And it's and it's all over the internet. Mm-hmm. You'll never be able to take that down. I, I don't know most people post things when they had a, a, you know what I'm saying, a viewing or a wake or a funeral and they post it or whatever on their Facebook or whatever, something like that. But sometimes it was just, I, I ain't know, man. I didn't even know what to think about it. Like, because at first I was like, nah, this ain't real. Yeah, yeah no, nah, man. They I got my guy. They got my guy on stage looking like weekend. He's like, I was right. Saying, oh, I forgot God. about that movie. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I said, fam, what kind of used to prop a body up like that? <laughs> I don't even know. It's what like almost something you gotta. It's it's like you gotta take some stuff that you use for mannequins or something like that. And how would you? Wow. I don't even know how you would even do it. To be honest, I don't know. With you. I was trying. How to you look, prop a body standing up? Yeah, so I'm looking at like, do they got like a frame behind them, or is it like a like a hydraulic type of lift or something? Because it didn't look like it was a whole bunch of shit behind them, you know. So I don't even know how they really. Even no, it didn't. Did them? You know what I mean? Like it was just wild. It's just wild to even some, think about. Some it. Magician type shit. It's wild. That's what I said. I was like, this is some magician type shit, right? <laughs> Yo, I Hocus got my Pocus, man propped nigga. up in the club like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> wow, that shit oh wild, man, bro. but I hope. I don't know. I mean, it's each their own. That brings up the conversation when when it's time to go, how you want your situation to be. Like, you know, I want people to have a good time and I want people to actually grant my wish of seeing everybody have a good time and talk about good memories right. and have a celebration of life, but not right. that kind of celebration. And part of what we could do, and, and this is education to not only the black community, but to everybody who who's not doing it, um, 
I know death is a morbid situation. We know that. But uh, you have to be willing to communicate about past, you know, once once your time has come, there should be some important people in your life, in your life that know what direction you want to take. They want to know what you want to, you know, because a lot of us don't have a will. A lot, a lot of us don't have a last will and mm-hmm. testament. So if you don't get one, if you're not going to get one, have those candid conversations with people about it. Also, the importance of life insurance. And I'm not a life insurance salesman. But I can tell you, bro, that is something that we're missing out on as a people, as a community. Get you some fucking life insurance and get it if you can while you're still in good health because it'll be a fractional cost. Right. You know, so make sure somebody know what you want done with your body and make sure somebody know what you want you want done with your <laughs> celebration and make sure you got some life insurance to pay for it so they ain't got to. That's all I'm going to say with that. I got um, obviously, Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. No, I said I got you. I hear you. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> don't prop me up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Unprop me. Uh, don't uh, have uh, me uh, on the stage standing unclub up. Unclub me, nigga. Declub this club, me, nigga. Don't 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 have me up. <laughs> I like to go out, but not like hey, that. That's gonna be that's gonna be your next set, fam. <laughs> right, I should tell him, nigga, that shit. Hey, I might have to use that as, as, as some new material. <laughs> uh, that's crazy, fam. But uh, man, you know, uh, like you said, like that's a, that's an important message, and we've talked about this in the past about the insurance and, and making sure you got your paperwork and things in order before you go. So that's definitely something we talk about often, but we keep saying it because it's definitely one of those issues in our community and we see it too often especially in our own family so be talking to y'all about it and keep giving y'all the information we definitely constantly in our family ears about it too trust me this is something that we miss out on a lot i wish this conversation would have been had a lot more i swear to god i swear to god i swear to god i wish for sure so like we always do about this time. It's time to get into that hot 10. Well, hold on. You ain't got no sports. You, got you, ain't, got no, week. you, you ain't got no sports. I, I, had, I had sports up there with the uh, shout out to Oh, the no, no, no. It was Carolina, the one that I wanted I mean, to talk about. I, I wanted to talk about the one joint that you had oh, put on there no. about uh, the big blockbuster trade. They, they didn't do it. They never did they it. They canceled it? No, wow. it, was a, uh, it was a false report. It was a false report. Man, that so would have been cold, real. though. That would have been cold if they did, because the thing is, yeah. I don't know who Seattle's quarterback is. <laughs> and DK Metcalf need to get his life together. <laughs> right. Like, dang, the, bro. The fake news that we're talking about is I saw some breaking news, and it must have been one of those fake stories about DK Metcalf dang, going man. to Kansas City Chiefs for a third-round pick. And I was like, if they get DK Man, that's nuts. So, so now, so now, if they, if they, they would have got him, then that would have kind of made up for the Tyreek Hill piece. But now, what is they right. gonna do? Who is they gonna get? Like, cause I thought, cause Patrick Mahomes was talking about he was trying to get uh Devontae from Green Bay, Devontae Adams. Um, but right. uh, but that didn't happen. Then they was talking about getting right. uh the other dude since uh since Matty Ice left uh Atlanta. They was trying to get their lead uh receiver. Was not Julio Jones. Uh, what's his right. name? Uh, whoever whoever Atlanta no. best receiver was. They was trying to get him to Kansas City. And he suspe- he suspended next week next year, ain't he? 
Is it real? He sure is. He sure is for the whole year, too. Dang. Because that's the nigga that was gambling. He was the one that was gambling. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they couldn't get him because that shit came out. But they was trying to get him before all that shit came out. Because right now, they ain't got nobody to replace Tyreek Hill. And I don't want to see Kansas City go all like that. I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes go all like, uh, like that, but they better do something. They better get somebody because everybody else getting somebody. They, I think they'll figure something out. Everybody else getting somebody. Figure That's something all out I know. Sure. And, and I, I know we we didn't really touch on this, but condolences to LeBron and them. They up out of here. That makes me make sad, though. That makes me sad, no, man. They sitting down. And, and that's unfortunate, man, to have a team a collective players like that, that at yes. any given time of their career individually. Would have been superstars. If you, you would have told me this five years ago that LeBron and AD. Westbrook and Davis was going to be on the team, I'm like, that's an automatic They win it no matter what. But to I see the way it played that. out, I mean, they even, they even got some That's other sad. motherfuckers, bro. Like, like we be forgetting they got Carmelo Anthony on it. <laughs> like, they got some other motherfuckers that, like, yeah. we really. You still there? Yes, uh. Oh. Okay, yeah. My mom, my mom was calling me at eight fifty at night. I don't know what that's supposed to be about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got to get back to her, yeah, boy. That must be a little situation. Yeah, that might be some. But yeah, man, like you said, if y'all niggas would have told me that Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony on the same team, I'd be like, oh, that's the new Olympic team. That's what they taking overseas next yeah. year. <laughs> But this is this is also one of those worst case scenarios, and it, it's unfortunate. And for the first time in a long time, like Brown in the playoffs, I don't like that. I don't so, like when he'll make the playoffs because that, that that cut down on his yeah. stats and stuff like that. But but, but yeah, uh, man, he still might be going for the scoring title. So yeah. hopefully he'll be able to get that and maybe put himself in contention. But I don't even think he's in contention for the MVP right now. With the rest nope. of those guys balling the way they balling right now, like Moran, nope. me, me and Tyson Joker, was just talking about like that. So, and me and Tyson was just talking about that. Uh, so the MVP race right now is looking like Joel Embiid, uh, John Embiid. Moran, um, uh, Nokia. Nokia. Man, Joker. shout out to that. But this motherfucker, he's the only person in NBA history to ever score two thousand points, get a thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists. What about Magic Johnson? Them, them niggas ain't Nuts. do that. <laughs> That he do magic ain't do that. He was a six nine point guard. He ain't do that. You would think like those versatile people like Larry Bird and them motherfuckers <coughs> done that. But according to the stats, right. he's the only person to ever do it in this in, in a single season. So shout out to him, man. He's not my favorite player. I really don't For even sure. follow the Denver Nuggets and stuff like that. But to be able to accomplish that, two thousand points, a thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists was a big seven foot tall type motherfucker. That's crazy, bro. Game recognized game. Yeah, I mean, I know who do know that he that good. Uh, the people he playing against, you <laughs> don't gotta know. It, Giannis know. was talking about that because Giannis is actually one of the front runners for MVP too, and he was talking about like the fact that he did that. He was like, the guy's just unpredictable. He's not super athletic. athletic. He right. said, Giannis said he's not super athletic like me. He's not running around jumping and dunking and going through people. 
but he's so unpredictable. You don't know what to do. Like, he'll dribble it between your legs. He'll pass it behind his neck. <laughs> I'm like, behind his neck? His back, Giannis? You got to work yeah. on your English, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy. But I, right now, the playoffs are about to get ready to start, so I'll start watching basketball more now that the playoffs are getting ready to start. So we are definitely going to get into it a little bit more. So we'll have some more on the playoffs and follow that a little bit close, but... Let's get into yeah, that man. juice. You let's good get on, into that. on sports or you got something else? No, nah, let's get into that sauce, man. Let's get into that sauce. I saw your, I saw your hot right. ten questions. Saw your hot ten questions, bro. You got us, <laughs> you got us, you got us working out here. Come on, let's go. What you got? What, what, what's your number one? I bet my number one right now that I want to uh, start out with is what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear toxic, toxic masculinity? about that uh, uh, I don't mean nothing by this y'all but what I think about is it's a guy being a dude it's a guy choosing to choosing himself when we choose ourselves mm -hmm. over you know being the average husband or the average mate that, that seems like toxicity and masculine toxicity to be specific because we're choosing ourselves and we have our standards we have our our rules we have our stuff that we live by and we're not going to change it just because of a relationship that seems like toxic masculinity to other people that's what i think but I, i'm interested to hear you, you this your question what what's your take on it i want to hear what you to me personally i think it's one of those words and it's obviously misused often um, do I believe that it, it may exist? Absolutely, but yeah, I don't no think it, I don't think it exists in a form that people use it like how they use it all the time. I don't think it exists in that form to where so it's just you, so like so explain crazy. to the folks. Now, I do believe that it may readers, exist. Ex explain to the listeners though, like how like people are using that. Like how are they using it? Like are they using it like against people? Are they using it as like a a term of like criticism? Like. How are, how, are, how are folks throwing that at us right now? It's a way to pretty much disrespect any man that's not doing anything that a woman want him to do. <laughs> so if you're doing anything that falls against the real wishes of a woman and what she got in her mind and what you should be as a man, and you're going against that, then it's toxic masculinity. Mm. Pretty much. Ain't and that's so. how most people are using it. You it's, are almost, it's almost as misused as narcissists. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's that's being thrown around a lot. Now. You don't allow nobody to disrespect you or uh, you don't allow somebody to disrespect you or you you know say you stand up for yourself, you outspoken. Mm -hmm. Somebody could just call you a narcissist. Yeah. That ain't the use of the word, but that that's how they're using it. So that's I just how think they feel that about it. Yeah. The toxic masculinity is just a misuse of a term that actually does have a meaning. And it may even be true in certain aspects in life. And, and you know what I'm saying? That, that women have to deal with on a daily basis. And in this world that we know that is built around a man, I get it. It, it totally makes sense. And it, I'm like I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that it don't exist. But the way people are using it is a misuse and the misuse of the definition of what it actually means. So, so I just think sometimes people hear words and they take it and they just use it to fit their narrative on what they right. want to say about people. That's what I was and that's just one of those. That's just one of those terms that they use. 
And that's what I was about to say. I think people just grabbed onto it and they use it for how they want to use it because it's not a definite, a definite definition for it. But anytime being masculine or the word or the term masculine becomes negative or dirty or fucked mm-hmm. up, I think we really start to need we need to start to examine what we're what we're talking about. Cause um I don't really have a whole lot of need to fuck with gender roles or nothing like that. But if you telling me that being masculine is a fucked up thing, I think we need to start reexamining what we're what we're what we're teaching and what we're what we're communicating with. But but and, um and I don't like it because it, it out it outlines one specific gender without acknowledging right. that anybody can be toxic. Right. Correct. <laughs> and the fact Correct. that you're just saying no, it's just toxic masculinity. It ain't you no toxic man, feminine. Man toxic. It ain't none not, of that. Not girl toxic. It ain't no it ain't no toxic kidocity. Right. <laughs> like kids can be toxic too. Toxic little kids. <laughs> you hey, I was watching a stand up about that the other day. The nigga was like just like she's just a badass, terrible ass person. Like the fact that she's a kid doesn't discount that she's a terrible person. Like, he's like, she's my niece. <laughs> Fuck my niece. I was like, damn. It's like that though. <laughs> and I, I just believe that that to be true. So I just think it's a term that's misused. I do believe it exists. Like I said, I'm not doubting that, but I just think it's misused often. So my 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 uh number one, and this was I had actually <laughs> did these uh two we uh I guess two weeks ago now or a week ago now. Um and this was before you had went out to Arizona and that type of shit. But I was like, what's an activity that you do that you take pride in as a black man? That you actually able to do like like when you doing it, you like damn. Like I I never thought as a black dude growing up in inner city Chicago that I'd be doing some shit like that. What's a activity that you do that makes you get to, that push you in that space, man? I think for sure golfing is one because it'll push you in a lot of spaces with people that you never thought that you would have interactions with. Those conversations, yes, that you yeah. get to meet outside. Those conversations you get to have outside of work. Yes, sir. And with individuals that you normally wouldn't have access through in other uh, forms. Um, and, and any event to where you get to network with people that you normally wouldn't have conversations. I always find those events to be um, beneficial and also make networking a lot easier. And it, it makes it, how do you say, rewarding to know that you can interact mm. with people and communicate with people on different levels in life. Like this event that I just came from with my sister, I was awesome. able to talk to the CEO of her company. I was able to talk to the managers that she worked with. I was able to talk to had uh, you not the, known how the to lady golf. that put the event had, together. Had, had yeah. you not had known how to golf, would there been an opportunity for you to talk to them like that? Not at all, probably. It, I would have talked to them probably at the later events, like at the dinner and things like that. But the fact that there was a golf was used as somewhat as an ice bracer or something that we had in common. Yeah, yeah. That was eighteen holes. Y'all did eighteen holes or nine? To where now? Shoot, we did eighteen the first day. Eighteen. <laughs> so you got to you got to really fuck with them. <laughs> it take a long time, y'all, yeah. to play eighteen holes of golf. But um, Absolutely. but in, in, in the crazy so, thing yeah. too, like don't they go out of their way? to make golf courses be, like, overly beautiful? Like, we know y'all grass ain't grow like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what did y'all oh, use? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, <laughs> the course, the two courses that we played on, mm-hmm. they grass was greener than Wisconsin grass. <laughs> like, in any other course I've ever seen. Like, so they... Now, he's telling the y'all water, this. And when it was, I was talking. Yeah, what? No, go ahead. 
No, he's telling he mentioned that he said it's greener than Wisconsin grass. The reason why he mentioned that is because Arizona is the desert <laughs> and Wisconsin is not. <laughs> so how the fuck is y'all right. grass greener than ours? And you just find out that they expensive courses, they water the hell out of their grass and they they groom it well. They got the best of the best that take care of golf courses to manage their golf course and actually <laughs> groom it. So you wouldn't even think, wow. like, if I just showed you a picture of it, you wouldn't even assume that it was actually in Arizona. Because I'm like, how do y'all keep the grass green? And it was like, the good golf courses, they keep it green. He said, now, if you go to one of the public golf courses, not so much. <laughs> I bet. I like, Motherfuckers, ah, it's 104 sense. degrees tomorrow. They go to the so it makes sense. So I think that's one of those events that I definitely didn't see myself golfing as a kid. Um, so I definitely put those things that as a black man, you I'd never imagine myself to be golfing when I got older. Right. So my answer to my number one is this podcast or our TV show or any type of public motherfucking uh, reflection of our platform because when I was a kid, right. I was taught that black dudes don't talk. They don't communicate. They're frustrated. They they, right. they internalize their anger. They don't use words. They do. So the fact that we got a podcast right now, 70 episodes, over, over fucking 15,000 unique visitors, like that's crazy, dog, to believe that 15,000 people have heard our voice. Talking shit on this one specific podcast. I ain't saying they listen to everyone, but when I say unique visitors, at least one time for thirty seconds, one fifteen thousand people have listened to us, dog. Whether they liked us, whether they, it don't matter. But I never thought I'd be in a place to do something like this and have a platform and a voice and an ability to do it over and over again. And we ain't stopping. We ain't slowing down. We only growing. So that's the one thing I can say as a black man, dude. I'm proud to be able to get on here and do fucking black excellence every week. I'm good. To get, I'm glad to get on here. <laughs> Talk about the Gamecocks winning. Motherfuckers were mad that they won. <laughs> but but right, but, they but, but but that's my joint though. That's my joint. All right, what's what's uh what's your number two, man? Uh, are you afraid of being far away from land when you get on the boat? Most definitely. I went on a cruise. I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a cruise. It was not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea. Uh, so I had never been on a cruise, but when I was out in Tampa Bay, my guy took us out on the boat. Like we got on the pontoon and went out in the bay. I was fishing. And the first day was kind of, no, we were just out there just catching a vibe, just chilling, just out on the water. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a nice day out. So we get out there. We got a few little vibes with us, whatever. But this situation, we get out in the water, and the first day we kind of went out, it was kind of smooth. It went rough, right? <laughs> so we, the second day we went out, it was a little, it was a little, a little rough choppy. out there. It's a little choppy out here, though. <laughs> right? So you know how you know how it be when you know what I'm saying you don't want to just be like turn around, fam. So I don't like, want to be out here, hey, right man. Now. I heard the waters out here. Like when they get like this far, I heard it get like real, real rough. So you might want to turn around. <laughs> just making up reasons to turn around. Like, hey, fam, y'all heard it be like mad animals out here that just be like diving at the boat. <laughs> hey, y'all tell was me. Like, fam, you scared, fam? I said, look, we the first day we was too far away from land. This time we too far away from land. And the first thing I'll be thinking is if something was to happen, 
how far do I got to swim back to where we need to be? Swimming? Right to get back to reality. So unfortunately, yeah, and and you know, and when you that far, <laughs> when you that far out, you know it's a current out there. No, it's pulling so you. It ain't just like you just gonna just straight swim back to land and be all right. <laughs> so I, I definitely think about stuff like that. I know he wasn't thinking nothing about it, but I was. So so I the reason like being the, far away from land like that. The reason why you was thinking about it. I don't know if you did your research or not, but unfortunately for people that live in Florida, y'all water got the most animals in it. <laughs> like it's the most indigenous, <laughs> it's the, like it's the most used water for animals, dog. Like so, I don't even fuck what it is. I don't want to see no stingray. I don't want to see no jellyfish. I don't want to see no shark. I don't want to see no motherfucking swordfish. I don't want to see none of that. I don't even want to see no goldfish if I'm struggling to get back to land. <laughs> like move if you take it up to space. Like so, Florida. The right. reason why people love the vacation in Florida and they love the fuck with Florida, Florida waters is one of the most common used waters for 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 undersea animals, for under underwater animals. So just him feeling something on my foot, nigga, I, I quit. I don't know how to swim no more. I give up. <laughs> I think I got bit. I don't yeah, know that, what I That's too much. <laughs> oh, that's with crazy. It. Nah, dog, that's... I, I, I went on cruise <laughs> the whole time. I ain't even gonna tell you, but the whole time I really felt like like, I could die the whole time. And I'm not that guy. You know, I'm not really paranoid. I do risky shit. I, I went skydiving. But uh, but yeah. I'd rather go skydiving than to get on another cruise. That's just me. Damn. Yeah, I really don't. I ain't never been on a cruise before. But we did see a cruise ship when we was out there. And I know you was, was mad. Really like, goddamn, it's huge. It <laughs> no, nah, man. That's that like, was like four hotels. It was like four hotels in one. Man. It was nutty. I got pictures of it. The next time I connect with you, I'm gonna show you all the pictures I got from from out there on the bay. I That's even seen a little uh, a little alligator in the water too. God damn! See what I said? See what I was just telling you? <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all got baby alligators on the side of y'all boat? What if I accidentally fall out? <laughs> so I mean, but it was a good time. But I, I definitely, I, but see, that's another thing. Like, so I could have did the man thing and not said nothing and just been suffering inside and just anxious <laughs> the entire time we out there and not say nothing. But I made a joke out of it. But at the same time, he knew I was serious and we, right. we kind of turned around and got a little bit closer to land. So and we laughed about it. I wasn't, it was nothing that he was going to be able to say to be like, oh man, you scared to make me be like, all right, never mind. Let's go back out there. Hell no. Nah, <laughs> I was like, like, no. You test my manhood. We're looking real oppy outside. <laughs> but, uh, so let me see, man. Uh, my number two is so in today's world, man. It's today's, you know, it's money oriented. It's it's it's, it's female oriented. It's whatever. How important is happiness to you? Like your personal happiness? How important is happiness nowadays? What what, what do you what do you think about that, man? What's your take? It's crazy. I I've always been in a position to actually put that first, and I think it has a lot to do with my upbringing, all uh all the trauma that I've been through in life. And just kind of understanding that if you if you don't take care of your happiness, other people will control that for you. Wow. You, you end up losing a little bit of yourself every time you allow somebody to be in control of your happiness. So for me personally, I thought I, I pride myself on making sure that I take care of my happiness and take care of myself, which is, again, my one of my mantras is if you if you don't have 100 percent to give, then you're cheating everybody else around you. So you got to make sure you got 100 percent to give. So I think your happiness is it should be number one. 
Um, and anybody mm-hmm. that's in your life should be wanting to add to that, add to that yeah. happiness and not take away from that to say that you are making them happy. So I agree with you 100%. I feel like I've been very fortunate to be able to do pretty much the same thing you just said, like everything <laughs> from, you know, when we was when we was recording in the basement, um, doing albums and having music and like we 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 gone above and beyond what most people do to maintain our happiness. Like our albums, right. you know, our our music, our our TV show, all that stuff. That was to maintain our happiness. You know, we had to do we had something to express right. and we did it and we you know made money doing it and all that kind of stuff. Not everybody does that, but I could tell you that because we say that and because we do that. That might lead back into your first question. <laughs> Some people might look at yeah. that as toxic, oh, yeah, toxic sure. masculinity because we trying to be oh, happy yeah, for ourselves, not for nobody else. One thousand percent. But I yeah, think that's, it that's is. Been said. But I think it is the number one thing you got to do. Because the thing with me is, if you ain't happy, you will never recognize happiness in anyone else. So it's important to obtain. First, you got to obtain it. Then you got to maintain it. Right. So obtain your happiness, right. maintain your happiness. And I don't want to say at all costs, but put it high on your priority meter. That's all I'm gonna Absolutely. say because I, I feel like without that, who are you, man? Don't be don't be a shell of yourself because you can't be happy. Right, and my my number three kind of ties into that. I, my number three is: Do you put value in protecting your energy? Because that's along those lines. And then, how much mm. value do you put in protecting your energy? Wow, 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 wow! So crazy thing is, I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> until I got with my current girlfriend because she's about spirituality and energy and the importance of protecting your energy and stuff like that. If you would have asked me that four years ago, I was like, what the fuck you mean my energy? <laughs> I have no energy drink. <laughs> but I think right. it's essential, dog, because we don't really understand how negative energy affects us. Negative energy zaps right. positive energy out of you. So you have to protect it. You have to be aware of it. You have to be aware of your energy level. And you gotta really be protective of it. You know, one of the things I was watch, I was watching the uh, because you know I, I be at home with Sage. And I watch a lot of <clears> cartoons <throat> with him, right? right? I was watching the Dragon Ball cart, uh, Dragon Ball Z cartoon. Dragon Ball Z, they do this thing called energy levels. Like they look at a motherfucker because they all fighters. Everybody on the show is fighters. They're like, oh my god, right. his power level is four thousand. Like you gotta know your own energy level. What's your power level? <laughs> and don't let nobody drain you beneath that. Right. So yeah, you gotta protect your energy. What's your stab at that, bro? I want to hear that because that's a crazy question. Yeah, that's I I, I believe that. Um, unfortunately, and fortunately, I've been in uh, positions in my life to where I saw how that how negative energy, how I responded to negative energy, whether it be physically, not feeling well about myself, or whatever it may be, and how it it puts you in a bad space mentally, right? Mm-hmm. So when you Younger, you don't know what it's called. You don't have an idea on what you know. Not saying, at all. What, what you will put it in. But when yeah. you start maturing and you start going through life and you start realizing all of this negativity that we surrounded by does have an effect on us in every aspect of our life. So when you start learning that you do have the energy, now it's like, okay, I do understand it now. So now what are you doing? Protected? So mm. I make sure that I surround myself around people that number one. I can learn from that it adds value to my life. And if you don't add value to my life, you're not somebody that I'm not going to spend a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. That's just my choice. And if you're a negative person that always got something negative to say or 
always down or just want to bring me down and kind of, you know what I'm saying? Man? <laughs> yeah, nah, I know exactly what you're talking so, about. So, and, and that, that's just a lot of protecting your energy and saying like, and, and it, it could be relationship wise too. And sometimes just being with the wrong person and it may not be a bad person. It's just the wrong person can drain your energy and, and vice versa. You can drain somebody else's energy too. So that's important to know that sometimes mm-hmm. your energy just don't match with somebody else. And it may be yeah. draining to their energy and you may be fine. But right. you got to know the effects on what it does to yourself. And you also got to know how it also can affect other people. And the best way to know that is to have this shit happen to you and understand how it felt when you got your drink. So wow. I definitely think it's important. And I think it's one of those things that we don't talk about enough. But you definitely got to protect your energy at all costs. And I think sometimes we don't just look, we just, we just don't look at it that way. I mean, some people might call it something else. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Your well-being or your mental, your mental happiness or your mental peace or whatever. A lot of people, it's a lot of terminology <laughs> for it. But I think that the question right. you ask, man, is so paramount. And it's important for us to begin to start looking at what are we doing with our energy? Where is it sitting with us? Do we have a higher energy level? And it's, there is there's someone around draining it. <laughs> like, if you always fucking tired, if you always feel like you ain't got enough or you can't give, you know, what you need to give, maybe we need to start to re-examine and look at these uh, folks that we spend our time and energy with and see if they deserve right. it or if they're getting a little bit too much, man. I, and I love that question, man. I, you know, I never really thought you would ask a question like that because I don't see you being like a super, like, you know, spiritual-ass kind of guy, but at the end of the no. day, the words, bro, the terminology and the, and, the, and the piece that you're pulling out is something that we need to all look at. So feel proud doing it. Don't feel like you sneaking. Don't feel like y'all guessing. Like you, It's a lot of terminology for what he's asking about. So, But uh, my, my, my number three was something real quick. I just wanted to get this uh, – this in and out. So we was in, and it ties into my number four, actually. But um, my number three, because uh, we've been in the house and we've been confined to our homes and stuff like that, and we've been made, making upgrades and doing right. all kind of weird shit. What's the dopest thing in your house? Like, what right right now, if you had to be like, the reason why I can stay up in this motherfucker is because I got this. Or when people come over, I want to show them this. What's the dopest thing in your house right now, you think? room with the with the microphone, the computer, with the stool dog, uh, come on, the vibe that I got in there, <laughs> just pretty much because I know that's where the majority of my creativity is put into. It's yeah. put into the microphone as far as me making the music, and all the music is held on my computer. I'm also using to podcast, so every all of my creative juices are somehow attached to this this room. So. For me personally, it's, it's that area. Most people are surprised to see it because the ones that don't know I make music or pond and yeah. do all of that, because I, you know, that don't know, they be like, "What is this for? What? Why you got this in here?" And like, so it's it's definitely that because my creativity is tied to that. Right now, and it's dope, man. And 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 he got <laughs> this. Uh, he got this. It's like a cartoon drawing of like just like all the artists, like all the artists. I don't even know who all on there. It's over a hundred artists on there. I'm I'm assuming. But it's like this thing that you got hanging up in that room. And when I'm writing my bars or if I'm spitting or whatever, like, I look at that for inspiration. I'm like, what's up, dog? Like, ooh, they got Eminem on it. They got Slick Rick on it. They got Biggie. They got Pac. They got Mary J. Blige, Nas, everybody on that bitch. Like, how can I go wrong? Yeah. 
how can I go wrong? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the greats. Was on. But anyway, my, uh, my, it, but y'all got to check it out. I, I don't know. I'll try to see if I can get a picture or something like it and, and put it in the thing. But, uh, my, my dopest thing to me, um, I got like a little, my garage is set up like, it's weird. Like, I got a section, like the front wall. It's all Incredible Hulk. Uh-huh. So I got Incredible Hulk posters, figurines, um, like movie, the movie. All, like, it's weird. It's, y'all have to see it. So the front wall is Incredible Hulk. The left wall is Superman. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of DC Comics, but I did Superman and I did Batman. They're right next to each other. Uh, I got a Spider-Man, who probably my favorite superhero of all time, Spider-Man. Then I got Black Panther, because when Chadwick Boseman died, I was really on that. And then I got a transformer right. wall. So every wall in that motherfucker in the garage right now, this is my outside garage that I actually park in. <laughs> every wall in there right. got posters, memorabilia, comic books, uh, action figures with shelves and shit like that. It looks super crazy. Like y'all probably think I'm making it up, <laughs> but it looked crazy. Nah, and it's in my garage. Up. And in the wintertime, the wind be blowing my shit over and I'd be mad. But that's, I, <laughs> I feel like right now, that's, that's probably one of the dopest that spots in my space. house. Yeah, because it, it gives me a chance to internalize a lot of the stuff that I've dealt with as an adult, dealt with as a child, and just look at it and re-examine it and say, why did I have to go through that? Because I'm an art major. Right. And then when I went to school, I drew, and comic books was a release for me. I made my own comic books and threw the action figures and stuff like that. So that's me, personally, for me. That's what I I, I, I like that part of it. But I really wish right. I had a, a sanctorium like you got like, you remember how the basement used to be at the old house, nigga, with the, with oh, the yeah, record sure. studio and the shit on the wall? No I ain't got nothing like that, man. But but that 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 gives us life, man, that uh, ability to be able to record at any time, write 16 bars and get a beat and be able to jump on that bitch and kill it. That gives us life, man. So I'm glad you got that. I knew you was going to say that, and I want one. <laughs> I want to play with your house. <laughs> For sure. No doubt. So uh, my number four is, can you protect somebody that you cannot hold accountable? Absolutely not. <laughs> and the reason why I say that, my my answer is super simple. If I don't know what the fuck you're going to do, and I can't trust you to do certain things, I, I, I end up killing myself trying to protect you. But I, I want you to dive into this one, man. And I, I want y'all, you know, the folks that's listening for the first time or for a long time, I think we finna get a little a little something special from this guy right now. So let's let's dig in, man. Let's dig in. And so what's what's what what was the inspiration for this question? <laughs> this is important because I, I figured out in certain situations, especially relationships, and we all know this to be true to ourselves too. Not everybody's comfortable with being held accountable. I did realize that in most of my relationships, the female was with were uncomfortable with being held accountable. <laughs> as if I, I don't like the, I don't like foreign, how it sounds. <laughs> foreign to them, right? And and for whatever reason, like because I've we've all been in in positions before, whether it be at work or relationship or with our parents or something, where we was held accountable and it it didn't feel good. So I know why, and that's and that's cool, but. At the same time, we also know this through our, our life that if you can't hold somebody accountable, you can't protect them because at some point that accountability piece is needed to understand where you're at, 
what I need to do to protect you and how far I need to go to protect you. Say, for instance, you out in a situation, you out with your girl and some dudes whistle at your girl. And you normally, most of us will say, hey, man, or address that situation. Now, most women would be like, oh, my God, I'm championing that because you protected me. But at the same time, if that situation was unsafe for you to do so, and you put yourself in a predicament to where you ended up in jail, or they ended up shooting Boy, a child because you, beating your ass you up. yelled at some thugs <laughs> that you, <laughs> and you got scraped at what that holding somebody accountable may play into that, right? Yeah. Like as far as not that example specifically, but if it's somebody that's in our life that we're supposed to love and protect, we need to be able to hold them accountable because we never know what kind of situation they're going to put themselves in and how far we got to go to protect them. Correct. And if, if that's going to be at the cost of what? Right. Our freedom, our life. And, our, and our I need pain. to know that I can hold you accountability. Because if, if my thing is, if I'm going to put my life on the line and I'm going to protect you at all costs, I need to be able to hold you accountable for your behaviors before you put me in a situation where I may lose my life or my, my well-being or I may lose my job in a situation because mm-hmm. you can't be held accountable. Right. So to me, it's important. And I don't think you can protect somebody that you can't hold accountable because they definitely going to put you in a bad position to where it's going to affect you at some point. And they may not even be thinking about what it's going to cost you. Right. And you, not, only, so, not only can you not protect them, in a sense, you really don't want to because you're jeopardizing more yeah. than what they're willing to jeopardize. Y'all not, y'all not on the same page. If accountability is not there, the, the the same investment ain't there. And that's what scares me. So. Right. Oh, for sure. Let me see what for I sure got. Man. What I got, it says, um, what's something you looking forward to this summer, man? Um, as far as like what you always do in the summer or this summer specifically, because they finally letting us back outside for real. <laughs> like with no mask or nothing. They like, fuck it, we outside. What's something you looking to looking forward to this summer? Like an event or doing something? I'm definitely uh I'm looking forward to golfing. I'm looking forward to uh getting up to the loop more often to go see my son and check in on him and see what progress he's making as far as his workouts and, and things mm-hmm. like that as far as school and looking forward to his football season coming up. So I'm definitely looking forward to that and then probably get out and get to a couple more states um this summer. Uh, to check out areas of some new environments, new people, um, new culture type type deal. So I'm definitely looking forward to that this summer. That's what's up, man. I'm pretty much on the same shit, you know. Um, I'm really just looking forward to getting back to any type of sense of normalcy. Like before, before the pandemic, gee, I was like going to amusement parks and going to outdoor concerts that's what i really miss man like the outdoor festivals and the right. live music and stuff like that like summer fest and, and milwaukee is huge like i just i just, I just want to get back to doing the stuff that make me feel whole you know the stuff that made me feel happy and do it outside because wisconsin winters last really really long <laughs> so the summers although they're brief you really really got to take advantage of them man and i just look forward to doing all that shit and getting back in my bag personally, because I'm more of an outdoor kind of individual than an indoor kind of individual. So I just look forward to right. just, just just the certain freedoms that we get back now. So that's my number four, man. Let's get number okay. five done and get the hell up out of here. I... What's one of the funniest jokes you've heard in a minute recently? 
I don't know. I don't even know, man. And and and, and it's crazy because I was just at a comedy show and doing stand up and stuff like that. I think one of the funniest things I heard was uh, a guy was talking about the venue that we was at because <laughs> he was talking about how like the, the lighting was fucked up and it was it was warm in the front of the place and cold in the back. And, like he was like, "What are we doing here, dog?" Like, <laughs> He was talking about the bartender. He said he felt like the bartender that took his little money and put it in her pocket. He see her put it in no register. Like, he was just wilding out about the business. Like, so I thought that was pretty uh, cool. Okay. He was doing he was doing adaptive comedy and dealing with something that we was all dealing with at that moment. So I thought that was pretty it was pretty cool. But what about you, man? I you know I watch comedy all the time. It's it's been a while, but I uh, shout out to a comedian from Alabama. When he said that joke about Black Rob, I can't get that joke out of my mind. I died Bro, when I first heard it, and I seen it again, and I seen it again, and I was like, "For those who don't know, Black," and before he passed away, he was in the hospital. He's real sick, and that that photo went around on the internet. Yeah, and this Henry Welsh dude that I know Black Rob gonna who gonna make it. He said when I saw him plugged up to the machine with an iPhone six charger. <laughs> he said fan was plugged up to life support with an iPhone 6 charger <laughs> he said not enough power <laughs> uh, <it> over. <laughs> he said 24 hours later Black Rod was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> damn I was weak fam I was like hell no and you know Black Rob was my guy. Like I used to listen to Black Rob back in the day. Yeah, we used to fuck with him. We him and G Dep on Bad Boy. So, but when he said that, fam, I couldn't stop laughing. So that's definitely <laughs> one of the funniest. And I heard in a minute. <laughs> his setup and his delivery was just nuts. But yeah, wild. most definitely, man. That's all I got for my five. So, what you got? What's your last one? L- last one, man. Last one. Let's get up out of here. Um, so I had wrote this. Uh, this question before my son turned 19, obviously for whatever reasons we didn't get to do the show. But if you was to turn, if you was turning, if you were about to turn 19 next week, what would your birthday be like? What would you want to see? Like, what would you try to orchestrate? If you had time and money to kind of plan it, what would that be like, man? Cause now we, we in our forties now, you know, so 40, like, man, shut your ass up. No more right. birthdays for you. nigga. But if you was turning 19, <laughs> which ain't 21, it ain't 18 either. What would 19 look like for you? 19 will probably look like something to where I would ask for things that I need mm. to put myself in a position to move independent uh, as far as my gifts. But right now, the age that these kids are living in right now, I'll probably do some social media-wise, like record a skit like that with all my friends being in one place and kind of post that and make it a big memory for my, for my birthday. But I definitely will be asking for either money or things that I'm going to need to be independent, whether get my own place or um, things that I need to advance my career or my look I got or whatever it may be, or looking into something, next moves that I'm going to make in life. Because to me, that's the transition stage from, you know, yeah. transitioning over from young man to man. And I would definitely want something that's going to help me put me in contention in those ways. But also, just have some fun while I'm at it with, you know what I'm saying, creativity-wise, as, as far as posting something or doing a skit or a comedy skit or posting a video or something like that. That's big for my birthday. So I would probably do something similar to that. 
It's crazy, man, because we think so much alike, you know. If I, were, if I was 19, if I was turning 19 today, as opposed to when I actually turned 19, I would try to do, like, mm-hmm. a song. I, I'd do a song, like a birthday song, or or I'd, do, I'd record something, like, musically to remember that year or remember that day or have some shit like that because the thing is, you can capture those moments. Like like you said, it's about to capture in the moment, like the whole Facebook media right. post and stuff like that. Capture those moments, man. Do the song and then do a video. I have a music video for my 19th birthday. That's it. I don't want nothing else. If y'all gonna give me some money and all that type of shit, let's let's use it for the video. Cause like you said, it's about right. transitioning. Like when a motherfucker turned 18, you know you grown now. All the rules apply to you now. Right. <laughs> so 19 and 20, you get to fuck around a little bit. Cause 21, oh, it's right. over with. Now you obligated to go to the club. Right. <laughs> you obligated. You can't even have a choice. You gotta go down. But uh, but yeah, man, that's what I do, man. I try to have some where I capture a moment in time, whether it's a song or video or whatever. All right, that's what's up, man. Well, that was a podcast, man. We got some information, boom, some positivity, a few little funny drinks that we had, and some <laughs> black excellent, of course. So we definitely want to thank y'all for joining us for episode seventy of the Push Positive Podcast. I'm your boy Provoc. Into my far, far, far right. So Diesel, hey, this a mile, this a milestone episode for us, y'all. 70, 70 milestone episodes, y'all. We appreciate y'all for what y'all do, everything y'all have done, and what you, and what we got to look forward to. So thank y'all, man. Hey, shout out to Pro providing the uh, the uh, commentary, you know, the questions and the content every week, man. I know it ain't easy to do that. I know you do your research, you read up on some shit, and, and pull things together. And because of that. Our podcast has over 15,000 unique listeners. So thank you very much, man. Episode 70, bro. No doubt we all get together and put this vibe together. We've always been able to put our creative juices uh, together and come up with something positive and something that's good that the people enjoy. I know that's that's never been a question. Uh, a lot of the other things that we've talked about that has been in question is things that we've been talking about forever that's been for very- Getting to where we need to be professionally in these these platforms that we've all so I right. look forward to growing this platform and making sure we follow through and get what we need to get done for it so we can actually capitalize on our listeners and also get some merch going and, and kind of just advance the podcast. So I definitely look forward to that. But in the meanwhile, y'all keep listening. Go get your friends. Tell your people. Tell your kids. <laughs> uh, invite everybody to the push party we almost always welcoming more people to listen but like we always like to sign off here seeing feel the movement bless up we out of here peace